Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oi, oi, I'm Jimmy Bullard and this is me old muck of banners. We're back together, son. How are you? Hi, Bully. Great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So... We haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. Occurring, but what's occurring, but oh, we've done it again. <laughs> Beat you to it again, mate. Oh, jinx. Remember that game when he said something at the same time? You could jinx someone else. Yeah, I don't know if it's the delay, delay though, but I was well ahead of you then, mate. Oh, must be a delay because for me it was simultaneous, oh. like, like, <laughs> syn- what's it called? Synchronized divers. Anyway, how are you, mate? Good, good. I had a nice weekend back in Cardiff. Um, busy. But I had a couple of plans, nothing major, which was quite nice because, you know, sometimes you can go back, it's just absolutely manic, in it? But um, it was nice that I wasn't having to rush from one thing to the next. It was just a nice little, you know, I had time for a little coffee in between, you know, me oh, and this guy it. and that guy because I'm such a popular man, you know. But um, no, it was good. It was good. Probably just, that was the last bit of drinking though for me now. I'm uh, back on the straight and narrow Famous, famous last words. 28th we'll yeah. be having a sash mate Side, I text you about that oh Valgren's last day yeah, yeah goodbye Valgren so until then until then on the straight right. and narrow mate good man how about you what's happening um yeah on the straight and narrow mate I've uh just been training hard. I've done loads of quite a lot of motor pacing work with Rock so I've just been done three sessions with him this week so chasing Rock up down left right um, so I've seen enough of Rock's ass. He's my coach, by the way. His name's Rock. Um, and if you ever met him or seen him, you'd know why he's got that nickname. He's a big softy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I've just been, uh, yeah, training. Uh, not a lot else. I've, I've actually treated myself tonight. I've ordered a curry. So I've got a curry on the I've, way. Mate, so that'd be nice. I was having a look because I'm literally going to do the same thing because... I'm on the straight and narrow alcohol-wise, and today's my last, you know. I'm here home alone. Well, Max is here, but he's asleep. I was debating, oh, should I get a curry or a burger? And I went on to Indian Star, put it all in, and then it's it's closed today. So where have you got yours from? Right. India, I'll tell you now. I I did the same thing. So there's another one. Uh, New Indian restaurant. Ah. You call... you. So I did the same, Indian star, did all my rep, did all my um, order, and then it wouldn't press mm. view, it wouldn't go to the cart. 
But yeah, new the new Indian. Ah, okay. Call old mate up, and it comes in forty five minutes. Oh, that's throwing a spanner in your works. Don't know what to do now. I was I even debating sushi as well, but mate, if you're getting a takeaway, whatever it is, whenever it is, it can only be a curry. Can't beat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I might do that then. But you're racing anyway soon, aren't you? You you're racing uh, this week. That's it, mate. Yeah, leave tomorrow. That's big news. Yeah. I'm actually pinning a number on. It's been it's been a long time. Uh, last race was Roubaix, which I think was actually it's going to be about seventy days since my last race. So uh, mm. yeah, bit of time out. But yeah, so I leave tomorrow, uh, and I race Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, Occitani, and also in other big news, I looked on the GCN app earlier to see if it's televised, and I am the poster boy. <laughs> you are mate yeah i was made up nice um Who else? yeah you know there's like a there's always a picture of someone yeah and i went on it and i seen someone in your shirt and i clicked on it and it's roey poster boy <laughs> <laughs> i was like Kath, Kath, uh, come here i fucking made it um so yeah i've got to, i've got to deliver now poster boy of the race yeah man that's I mean, pressure I don't, that is. I don't, I don't blame them, you know. As soon as you see that picture, it's going to get a lot more clicks. It's probably <laughs> going to be more viewed than the Tour de Swiss. Mm. Clever I'm marketing sure, from GCN. But yeah. um, So who else yeah. is doing it from the team? Well, there's been a few changes. Hang on, let me guess. Um, if you're the poster boy, it must be uh, Cameron Worth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> who's doing it? No, seriously, who's, who's doing it then? Um... Elia, mm. um, another another good looking boy. Uh, so he'll be all guns blazing for stage one sprint. So we'll gather around him. Um, really up for that actually. And, but still uh, maintain keeping you in position for GC, like. Yeah, I mean Elia's leading me out. So <laughs> and then we got Josh Tarling. We've got Pete Bogana. We've got Michael Leonard. And we've got Brendan Riviera. That's a decent team. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Uh, Swifty was due to do it, but he's got a bit of a niggle in his knee. Uh, so shame. It's always it's always good racing with Swifty in it. So uh, yeah, he's sidelined. So good little team. Um, oh, I, I'm Plappy, Plap Dog. Ah. He's the seventh man. So good team, good fun. Um, got Plappy and Brendan for the. Hillier stages. It's a really hard day. Saturday, uh, three and a half, four thousand meters climbing. So, yeah, that'll be. Yeah, a it's laugh. tough round there, isn't it? It's like not. Wow, well, sometimes they've done tourmalade and stuff in that race, haven't they? Yeah, it can be mountainous, yeah. but it's generally it's just hard, isn't it? Anyway, up and down. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so we we got heavy roads. Stage one's a sprint, and then from then on, it's it's pretty grippy. So. But to be honest, mate, I'm just really looking forward to get getting racing. It's been, yeah, you know, my love hate relationship with training. You know, some people love training, but for me, it's, it's a means to an end. I only race, uh, sorry, I only train to be able to race. Where some people just they just love training, love riding their bike, which love the numbers, don't they? Downloading the old box and batting exactly, after mate, that, yeah. Man. But for me, it's just I, I train because it allows me to be able to race. So it's been a lot of training. Hasn't been that many boys around town because everyone's been racing, Giro, Dauphiné, Swiss, here, there, wherever. So, yeah, back to it with a vengeance. Nice. 
Well, I'll be tuning in with the, uh, yeah, the old poster boy of the race. Lovely job. And, um, mate, but just before we take our short break, we got a guest coming on, haven't we? Yeah, a special one, a big one. Should we introduce him? No, we'll wait to introduce him. We'll reintroduce yeah. him just after this short break. We'll introduce him when he's here, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll be here in a second. Then we'll introduce him. Be thou still my strength and strength and well, we've got a special guest this week. I'm sure our listeners have all seen the new Netflix documentary Tour de France Unchained, filmed at last year's tour. Made by Box to Box, the people behind F1's incredible Drive to Survive series, we're delighted to welcome to the pod the founder of Box to Box, BAFTA award winner and producer of Tour de France Unchained, James Gay Reese. James, how's that for an intro? Did I get it all right? I'll take it all day long. Thank you very much. That was very good. Thanks for joining us. Absolute pleasure. Thank you guys for uh, everything you did for the show. Well, I, did, I well, I, do you know what? Let's 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 kick this off then, because um, I've actually got a bit of a bone to pick with you, James. Um, <laughs> I did quite a lot of interviews, and um, you know, there was a lot of there was a camera around. Um, you know, I tried to just be myself, and I was very aware that it was there. Tried to have a good time, and I'm uh, I haven't finished the series, but I'm halfway through, and I'm yet to see myself, mate. Well, mate, what can I tell you? I mean, unfortunately, I'm not the guy that really controls these things. I'm sort of like in the background, you know, trying to make it all work in the edit. So I can only apologise that if the team on the ground led you up the garden path a bit and kind of made you, you know, over-promised that you'd be uh, front and centre of this wonderful Hollywood experience. But uh, Gary's in it a lot. Gary's got yeah. the best line oh. in the entire series. Says a lot, doesn't it? Looks, personality, yeah. ride a bike, you know. Got the package, mate. Yeah, I mean, I was telling my mates about this documentary series and I said, hey, guys, check this out, right? This is, Rowie's going in the big time. They were interviewing me and, you know, they were on the bus and they were always filming me. And now they're all texting me saying, what episode you want? Uh, <laughs> I saw you. Yeah, I'm getting a bit I'm sheepish. Say, I saw you once. You had Did that you? stupid bucket hat on with your top off. As you got your top off now <laughs> when we've got a guest on and everything. Like, what, Hang on, what? What series? What which episode? I've watched three. Oh, to be honest, I, watched I don't know. Three so I think far. it must have been maybe the one after Alpdues. Oh, no, before, before, before Alpdues, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, listen. Next season, next season, mate. You're front and center. I guarantee it. Okay, we'll make, it, we'll make two episodes around you centrally. Just your uh, your IP. Okay. You have to ride it though, don't you, to get in it? Can we get that in writing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you write it, yeah. Radio, radio. I'll just make a phone call now. Yep. See if I can get in the squad. Huh. So you know what you're on about the editing bit, jumping straight into a more technical. How much? How many hours of like footage would the guys have had, and then to break it into like? Do you eight? know what? Yeah, I've got, honestly, I mean, the multiples are terrifying. So I mean, in this sort of TV, you're looking at like maybe thirty to forty to one. So if we shoot forty hours, you use an hour of it, something like that. Blank, and I think I'm somebody that tries to survive, tries to survive. It's like thousands of hours. But it all started, you know, the whole started at the centre, right? And that literally probably was probably amassed 5,000 hours of footage to make a 90-minute film. And that's wow. just, you know, that's the, that's the challenge of the editing process. But um, 
Yes, yeah, a lot. It's a lot, and that's why we have this conversation a lot with people where they're like, like Charles Leclerc and Ferrari last year. It's like you know, I give you loads of time behind the scenes with my family. Like, yeah, but just when it got to the edit, it just didn't kind of make sense. It didn't kind of fit. But they want to hear that, and I get that because you know they give them their precious time up. So it's a it's a it's a difficult conversation for us to have on every show, and it's just the nature of the beast. There's no shorts. There's no shortcut around that, really. You know, it just is. It's the law of numbers. And is it true you didn't really know where it was going to go as well? Like what you actually wanted the story to be before? It was more just shoot a load of stuff and see what kind of happens. No, I don't know if it's that. It was, wasn't was that that uh, um, ignorant, or for want of a better word. But I think we, we had a lot of ideas around storylines. But the reality is, again, you know, when you're shooting that much material, a lot of you don't have a crystal ball, so you don't know where, the, you know, where it's all going to land. So you, got to shoot, you place a load of bets on different teams at different stages, and I think actually, I think the consensus is actually that we, you know, we were in a lot of the right places, a lot of sort of broadly the right times last year, and it feels like the narratives are really strong. So yeah, but you get into the edit, and then you're like, okay, we've got all this material. What are we going to do with it? You know, it's a bit of a, a bit of a rethink then, and um, it's the same on Drive Survivor for you. Like you shoot a ton of stuff, and some of it's really obvious, and some of it's really you know, less obvious and you have to kind of make an episode out of something. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a very unscientific process. You know, I wish I could tell you that there was a a real skill to it, but it's not just a bunch of idiots trying to make it up (laughs) to go along, basically. (laughs) Sorry, I just want one more question before Luke jumps in. So you said about placing the bets with teams. Did you ask a certain amount of teams or did you go to everyone? And how did that work? Because obviously everyone, the biggest thing is why is, why did UAE Pogaccia not, want yeah, to be a yeah, part yeah. of it basically do you know what I can't because I wasn't the lead on those conversations our French partner um, was the guy who's having those conversations and there's a really good reason why they're not in it I can't honestly remember what it was but I think I think if, if season 2 gets commissioned I think the music around them coming back in is pretty good but um, yeah so you, I think we kind of you know basically whenever you do these shows you're going to go to where the interest is you can't force somebody to be involved in the process they don't really fancy it right so if you go to a team like UAE and they're like no you're like well that's that conversation ended so wherever there was a sort of chink of light and an opening we went in that and tried to develop the relationship like we did with your team probably and you know just kind of like build a little bit of trust you know we're going to try and tell the right story um and obviously there's loads of you know there's loads of teams in the Tour de France we didn't follow at all right Mm. but I think fortuitously we seem to be broadly with the right team at the right time. So, you know, that EF story, for example, was, was a really good story that played out in an interesting way. And obviously Jumbo was a great story with, you know, the whole that thing. And then, you know, obviously Jonas doing whatever he did. And Roglic. Um, yeah, a bit too much of Jumbo, I felt. <laughs> well, <laughs> an interesting dynamic there, you know, sort of, you know, all these different team leaders and then this kind of super sub. And it's good, yeah, pretty nice. It's, the thing I would say about the whole entire process, which I found really fascinating, was that... I knew nothing about the tour at all. I've got loads of friends who look completely fanatical about the tour. And I'm a massive sports fan, right? I've got two passions. One's Liverpool Football Club and the other's Welsh Rugby. Those are my two sort of big things. Good man. Yeah. And I determined to basically not get involved in the kind of thought process going into it because I really want to watch it as a punter in the edit and go, I don't understand this or I don't understand that or why is that important and who's that person? And I'm really glad I did actually because actually now when I was in the edit quite intensely for quite a long time. I really completely got it 
And I realized that actually there's nothing to be scared of the tour. I always thought the tour was really complicated and you need to know all the innuendo, all the nuance, all the kind of strategy. And I reckon you need to know about six or seven key facts about who does what, when and why. And then as soon as I kind of got my head around that, sort of very, in very layman's terms, I, I grant you, I became completely hooked on it. And now I'm like fucking all in. <laughs> and um, I think it's an absolute bang. I think the show's really good. And I think that the sport is endlessly fascinating. So now I'm a complete convert to it all. And um, I can't wait to actually go to a stage next year and just kind of see it in the flesh. We spoke about season two and the potential of it happening. What, where, are you, where are you at with season two? Is it, is it penciled in or is it definitely happening or is it all, all up in the air? It's in a holding pattern. I mean, basically it's only been out since last Thursday. So Netflix do their numbers on a sort of 10 day then a 28 day basis. So we'll know really in a month but they'll have to green light it before that because obviously the, t- the clock is ticking. So we'll see. I mean, it, you know, it's not done yet, annoyingly, and hopefully it will be done, but um, it's not nailed on yet. To, to how, how's the reaction been so far? Is the reaction... I mean, the, the, the review's been amazing. I don't know if you... And I think that... Um, I had a chat with Netflix this morning, actually, they were saying that the kind of actual critical reaction on Netflix has been incredible. So I'm quietly optimistic um, about it going again. I think... I think it really deserves another chance. And I think that we, we know what we'll do slightly differently next time if we get the chance to do it. Go on. And um, well, I think just, you know, we got into it very late last year and we didn't really know the kind of lie of the land. I think, you know, you're sort of, you're throwing yourself into that world with all these teams that you're trying to win, you know, trying to compete in the GC or stages. And I actually think that, you know, we didn't have much runway into it and we probably won't again this year. But if the show, given the show's been really well received, I hope that we can get back into teams now and say, okay, let's in a bit further. Because if you have some access to, and listen, guaranteed you were, you were fantastic and, you know, some of the best access and some of the best lines and some of the best sort of humanity in it. We need more than that from some of the other riders, I think, to kind of really humanise the riders. So I think, you know, if you look at Formula One, that sport was just crying out to have their fucking helmet taken off and just kind of like, who are these young men who get in cars, risk their lives and, you know, do what they do. Because they've been so removed over the years from the actual humanity. It was all about just the tyres or the engine or whatever it might be, of the aerodynamics. And I think with Tour, we went halfway and we now need to take that other half step into who these characters are and why they do what they do. Because it is, you know, it's an extraordinary thing to do with your life. And I think that's what got me really excited about it. It was just... um I mean, I've got mates who've been watching it over the last couple of days, and they're like, I'm fucking mad. I mean, who in their right minds would possibly conceive of doing that? And it's because it's such an extreme sport, but also so smart and so strategic. So it's not just like, can you jump the Grand Canyon? It's like, can you jump the Grand Canyon and win for whatever you need, you need to win by? So there's always different elements around it, and I think we just need to unpack the psyche behind the people that do that. So I think there's, there's definitely room for growth in that character-driven piece. Only, only uh, negative about that. There's a lot of boring cyclists as well, though. You need to find the. But good people ones. always say that about. But people always say that about, about professional sports people, and I think actually it's a bit of a myth because everybody's a human being at the end of the day, with their own fucking issues. You know, you're getting divorced, you got kids, whatever it might be. I mean, there's the life happens to everybody, doesn't it? And you know, I think just yeah. if you train, I understand you train, you cycle, you train, you sleep, you eat, whatever. But everybody's got the fucking mortgage to pay. So, you know, I can re- everybody can relate to that. Oh, Vingegaard doesn't have a mortgage any now, anymore now. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, <laughs> what was I going to say now? How weird cyclists are, probably. 
Yeah. Oh no, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. With the, uh, I think after the first series now though, because we we were the same like me and Luke and even the team I'm sure before like oh, what's the angle? Is it gonna be a bit? Are they gonna go a bit more sort of you know after a bit of needle between certain riders or teams or you know are they gonna not out well out to get you for for a better phrase you know yeah and yeah, I think yeah. yeah yeah having seen the first series now I think. That'll give a lot of riders and teams a bit more confidence to actually be themselves a bit more, and or yeah, like say with UAE, actually do it. Which I think, uh, yeah, if it did do, like how would it work with Netflix? Is it just a year by year thing, or could you sign like a a multiple? It's a year by year, but it's year by year. But um, one of our just could be having the party downstairs, and I actually spoke to our series producer. She's been interviewed out today, actually. And you'd only seen the beginning episode, which is about him going, you know, he, he, that episode where he basically has that dilemma about sort of breaking out or basically servicing the team. And he was a bit disgruntled. She said, yeah, but you've got to watch the rest of it because actually we pay you off really well because actually you then come back into the fold and basically support Jonas and he gets over the line. And it's very emotional. So, you know, it's just, a, you know, the thing about all these shows, it's very hard to create content that isn't just a highlights package, right? Because you can see that anyway. Yeah. It's not going to be the end of season review for Formula One or Tour de France or whatever it may be. You've got to try and make it relatable and um, accessible. And also you're condensing three weeks of action for God knows how many teams into eight 40 minute episodes. So you can't cover all the stories all the time. So you can't tell the that story for 25 hours. You've got to do it in bits. And I understand why those bits then sometimes seem like they add up. But you know, we do always get there in the end and kind of make it satisfactory. Must be must might be quite a question. But how many people do you have working on the edit? On this show, I would say probably in the region of edit and post production, probably a hundred. Wow, that must be hard to manage in itself. Yeah, well, I've, I have people doing all the hard work. <laughs> That's the way to do it. How many people on your team, though, Garrett? Well, so riders is thirty, is there, Luke? But, yeah, but how about the whole team? Yeah, the whole team, I don't even know. It must be close to 100, yeah. I think, uh, no, I think it's more like 120, actually. I think it's 30 riders, 90 staff, something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of moving pieces. Yeah, I got a question. Why, why and when did you come up with the Tour de France? Um, obviously, you've done all these different documentaries, series, sports. Why cycling? Why the Tour de France? It was, I can't take any credit for it. Basically, um, we've got an office in Paris and Netflix said, you should meet this really good uh, producers in Paris called Quad. And the Yann uh, Le Bobac, our esteemed colleague in Paris, had had conversations with um, ASO and Netflix said, well, you should meet the guy to try to survive, be a perfect marriage. And like I said, I was a bit like, Tour de France, I didn't get it. I don't understand it. It's too complicated. I was a bit scared of it, to be And I'm a massive sports fan. And um, listen, better late to the party than never at all. But so it was a very much a French dynamic. They kind of got it over the line. You know, obviously it's a, you know. Um, so, yeah, like I said, it's been a real pleasure for me to kind of get my head around there because I really was a bit skeptical, not skeptical in the sense that um, I didn't think it, was a good, it would be a good spectacle. But I was just a bit like, I didn't get it. It's too complicated. And I've been really pleasantly surprised by the whole thing. And I'm not joking when I say I'm really into it now. I'm like, I'm like, and look, everybody who's working on it downstairs, they're like, fucking hell, that's one of the best things we've ever done. 
who knew? And the feedback you get from mates, which, you know, it sounds bizarre because there's only a couple of people in the whole global planet, but when you get your mates calling you up and going, fuck, man, I had no idea. And then also my mates who were always into it are going, I told you, hmm. told you the fucking Tour de France was one. So, you know, listen, you know, if we can, if we can, if we can broaden the audience and get more people to follow it, like we have done with Drive to Survive and stuff, then, you know, it's good for everybody. Are you going to get a bike yourself now or have you already got a bike? Got a bike, mate. I triathlons. Oh, so you are into so you ah so you do cycle. You do. I've done, I've done, I've done a couple of triathlons. No, I'm not. I'm not a mad cyclist. I'm, um, I've got very, very bad knees from playing rugby. Sadly, so uh, my knees are not quite that. Then used to cycling be. is probably one sport that you can do then because it's low impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've seen those crashes. I'm just like, I'm not going there. <laughs> oh, that's only if you're in a peloton with a load of nutters. If you're on your own, you'd be all right. But that's the thing, though, isn't it? You look at that peloton, and if you didn't, if you haven't watched it regularly, you go, "That is unbelievable." You've got like, you know, you've got two hundred bikes in that in that melee, and there's like inches between everybody, and it's just like no room for no room for error, right? Let alone the downhill stuff and the whatever. But you know, I think that's the thing. I know it's not all about the crashes, but when you see Jacobson, when you see some of his peloton crashes, it's just like kind of like you know, fucking how's the cars? It's just you know, it's terrifying. It's scary because it also Legs, joints popping out different directions. Mm-hmm. That's one bit of feedback I've had from people who, um, you know, friend, friends and people who aren't mad into cycling. And that's the one thing they keep saying. They say, I didn't realise how dangerous it was. And I say, well, yeah, I'm not going to, if we have a conversation, I'm not going to keep saying how dangerous it is. But that's the one thing that it showed. And people are going, whoa, yeah. shit. Like, you yeah, go in that fast, mass pileups with a polystyrene helmet and, and Lycra. So I think that hit home with a lot of people, eh? Yeah, that is not for me. I mean, you look at G in your episode when basically you go off the, the side and the netting's there to save you. I mean, you know, that looks pretty bad until you realise what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised. I was, when I saw that again, I was like, oh, yeah. And not that I'd forgot about it. But, you know, in 20, well, I don't know, 16 going down um, into... Bargill. The Bargill crash, yeah. Mario Kart that he thought he was playing, yeah, in real life. like. Yeah. But, that wasn't his fault. He slipped <laughs> on a banana skin. <laughs> yeah, but um, anyway, I know we hold. I know we got you. Um, you've we've dragged you away from your party, so we don't want to hold you up. But um, thanks for coming on. Pleasure. Pleasure for you to give us your time. And if you're down France way for the World Cup, give us a shout. We'll we'll be around. World's playing in Nice. Yeah, for sure. I just did uh, Monaco in the uh, French Open. Monaco's was chaos, obviously for the Grand Prix, mm. but. Um, Boring race, sadly, but um, no, I definitely will give you a shout for sure. It'll be good to meet in person. And thank you again for all your uh, access. Really appreciate it. And, and just Pleasure. James, one more thing. I'll I'll get that contract across for them two episodes. Yeah, please do. Myself. Yeah. I'll send you my lawyer's details afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Right. See you in court. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your time, mate. Cheers, Take mate. Care, thank mate. you. Take care. Bye. Quality. That was good, eh? Nice guy. Yeah. Interesting fella. Um, until he knows his shit, doesn't he? But uh, yeah, quite, he, you know, open book, wasn't he? Didn't hold anything back. So I found that quite insightful. And hopefully you lot did as well. Be still my strength and strength and so we've had a few questions after your tweet, mate. So should we just bang through a few of these quickly? Radio. Yeah, here we go. This is off Stuart Shawcross. Any chance G would ride the Tour de France? This Oh, now you mean this year? Must do. Because I've done it 12 times, mate. Um, (laughs) No, don't think so. There's always a chance in there, but I'm definitely not down to do it. Lovely job. 
Uh, a question off Henry Peterson, who clearly is either lives here or is ridden around here. Is the drummer still banging away at the top of at top of the Madone? Oh, there we go. I lived in Cansomer for a few years and would always see him when I was just about collapsing off the bike. His beats and rhythm would would always make me chuckle and give me a big boost. Maybe the happiest man I've ever seen. <laughs> Terrible drummer, wasn't he? Um, or isn't he? I don't know. I haven't seen him for a while, but I haven't been up Madone for a while. There was a period where he kind of went missing, but then he came back and I was like, oh, because I was worried that he had died or... Because I asked hey, him once, was... what is he doing there? And he that said his wife doesn't like him. We said yeah, we either that. Died. We thought COVID had him. Yeah, either that or his wife had died and he was able to play at home now. Yeah. So we didn't yeah, have to trek it. all the way up Madone, but he'll still be, yeah. I seen him relatively recently and let's put a bit of context here. So like literally 500 meters from the top of Calder Madone, there's a guy who's, who drives his car up, gets his drums out the back of the car, middle of nowhere and just plays on his own. And it's, All his, uh, he's got like Nice flags and stuff, haven't he? Football. Yeah, he and, decorates side, yeah. Yeah, a few cycling caps and that. He's got a few Sky on Ineos stuff, hasn't he? Yeah, I've given him a cap. Mm. But he was a very happy man. Um, but yes, to answer, he's still there. Um, this is off Steve Ross. You guys have been friends forever and have ridden on the same team for 10 plus years. Will you quit at the same time? Would you still ride if you couldn't ride with each other in the same team and enjoy the rest of your careers, however long they are. Keep podding. <laughs> God, that makes us sound like a, a couple. I love the way he says quit as well. Not retiring, quit together. But yeah. Um, Come on, Steve, bit of respect. <laughs> no, I think we'd, um, oh, we would race in different teams, wouldn't we? But like we said in the other pod, we'd still sort of have one eye out for the other. We wouldn't go chopping well, I don't know about you, actually. Well, I wouldn't be chopping you. Would Thanks. you chop me? No, no, no. <laughs> I think uh, with certain people, um, yeah, there's certain people in other teams, you almost treat them as teammates, don't you? And I think uh, without getting too soppy, if you did change teams, we'd still try and help each other out when we could, wouldn't we? Mm. But I think we're both, I'd say I'm Max. Oh, I'm not going to put... Well, Put this way, I'm not going to be doing three years, three more years. I can't see that. I reckon no, whatever not... contract I do now will be my last one. Whether that's one, two, can't see it being three. With you, I think you could probably, you'll go on, you'll do one extra than me. No, no, I'm uh, I'm going to sign two more years and sail into the sunset. Margaritas and cigars, baby. <laughs> uh, you can see that at the ends of a tour of Britain, like yeah, pissing down yeah, the I'm... rain. My last race... I want to cross the finish line when I retire and spark up a cigar straight after the finish line. You know how all the Swannies like give um, mm. give you a drink? I just want my Swanee after the finish line with a cigar and just puff it on the finish line. Yeah. That's the got, way I want to go out. you got to think about the last race then. You can't just do... This isn't quite quick fire, is it? But anyway. But you can't um, do a race where you're going to be in the Gruppetto or maybe not finish or bad weather. You want a nice race where you're definitely going to finish in a big group, ideally going for the win or at least just behind a winner. Nice conditions. No? All the teammates there. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, if you did something like Japan Cup, you know, you're not going to have any mates or family there. You know, you're probably not going to finish that race. No offence. Um, 
you know, she's got to be not not that you're gonna finish in Japan Cup anyway, but you know what I mean, Lombardy. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be finishing oh, no. in Lombardy, mate. No, because like the Swanee will have this hundred hundred pound Cuban cigar, and I'll be on the bus after eighty k. Kind of backfire, won't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I've got a question for you. Go on. Then. From Jamie, Narragon, Narragon. Anyway, I'm curious if there's a race you've never done and you still want to ride. The Giro d'Italia is a race Bloody I've never hell. done. You've still never done the Giro. No, I want. What about Tirreno? Have you done that though? G- no, I haven't done Tirreno. Blimey, Charlie! I think Giro, definitely. Uh, Tirreno, take it or leave it. I actually, I prefer Paris Nice. Yeah. What about the monuments? You done all? Um, have you done Lombardy? Haven't done Lombardy, and I've no interest to do it. Nothing for me to do there, is there? Done it twice. Three times. Uh-huh. Three times. A leader. Same question for you. You've done everything, haven't you? I haven't done Lombardy or San Sebastian. Um, I was going to do San Sebastian last year, but did a few crits. You know you know what it's like. You're all keen. I was still keen in Paris to do it, but ended up signing for a few crits, a few drinks. I was just like... I'm, if I had been totally on it, I would have done it. But I'm just going to go there and get an absolute kick in now. So, yeah, didn't do it. But um, it'd be nice to do Lombardy. It's just the wrong time of year for me. But if I end up doing Volta, then that might work nicely this year. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, this is this is one for you to answer, really, G. This is off uh, Jacob Rickards. Do you think Poggy has trained to hang on? Hang on. Sorry, Jacob, that, that your question didn't really make sense. Uh, Cowden Harley, what music <laughs> do you both like? Ride to or train to? Um, see, the thing is, when you're training, you don't want anything too crazy. Well, it depends. If you listen to it all the time, if you put it in just for efforts, then it can be quite pumping, can't it? But if you're listening to something like, I don't know, something upbeat, you know, like a warm-up, like, I don't know, mm. some dance tune or some like aggressive hip-hop thing. If you're listening to that for like four hours, but by the time you finish your ride, you're absolutely spent, aren't you? You're just like... Yeah. Like, but um, I do like a bit of hip-hop, so that's what I generally warm up to, some bits like that. You? On training, it's more podcasts. It's the same thing. After half an hour, your head's blown in it. Um, yeah. So there's a Spit and Chicklets, which is an ice hockey podcast. Listen to that. Um Garrett Thomas Cycling Club. I've listened to one or two, mate. Yeah, good stuff. Quite enjoy them. <laughs> I've got one for you from Rob Harper. Could you beat Josh Tarlin in a 50-mile TT? No. That was quick <laughs> fire. Yeah. Last one here for you, Luke, from Katie. What's Hit the plan me. for the Nationals? Is anyone specifically aiming for it in the team or would you all have a, would it be a free-for-all? Nationals is always a bit of a strange dynamic. Um, I think us at the Ineos Grenadiers will have a sit down the night before and try and accumulate a plan that one of us wins. Um, but it's also a race where, to be honest, if we go with a strong team, six, eight guys, as a team, we can only really fail because if we win, it's like, we'll show that so they should. And if we don't win, it'll say, why didn't they win? So. 
Mm. It's a race where you can make yourself look silly easily. Um, so I think as a team, we'll go and just try and race aggressive and try and make sure one of us wins. Um, I think it's a race where, yeah, you wouldn't have a designated leader. You just have it quite open within the team. But you still got to remember you're in the same jersey. And uh, the most important thing is one of us wins. Yeah, more not racing against each other. And then, yeah, everyone wants to win it though. Like I've won it before, but I'd still like to win it. You haven't, you obviously want to. Swifty's had it for like 10 years, only won it once due to COVID. He kept it for like, <laughs> well, however long it was. I ended up being two and a half years or something, didn't it? But I think it's just, it is a funny one because everyone wants to do it. Everyone gets a chance to go for it. But it's more like don't chase your teammate down and have someone sat in your wheel that, you know, is from a different team. So it's just full gas from the gun and yeah, it's just a mad race, isn't it? But yeah, great when you win it. Cha- glorified chain gang, isn't it? Exactly. Attack, attack, attack chop off, sprint. <laughs> well, but on yeah. that note, but have a good one this week. I'll be watching. Um, yeah, have fun. Cheers, bud. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. See you later, mate. Network, a place where you belong.